Check, check. Why check? Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Dead. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. The Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by... Get Pro Taper Maxis coming at you. It's Thursday, March 21st, 11 a.m. Thanks for uh, listening. Appreciate it. 702 586 Pulp, 702 586 7857. You want to talk about Seattle this weekend? You want to talk about Indianapolis? The 250 West Series picks back up after a couple weeks off. 450 race, uh, yeah, Marvin is separating himself a little bit from the other guys. Uh, Webb's still leading. Still lots to talk about when it comes to that, that's for sure. Um, yeah, 702-586-7857. Jason Thomas will be on, as well as Wes Williams, the uh, creative brains behind the Moto Spy uh, show that we see uh, once a week or once every other week from the folks at Red Bull. It's been a really cool online series following the Supercross season. So if you don't know about it, uh, check it out. Google it. Look into it. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, Formula Helmet out now. And the, fly, the guys at Fly Racing have spent a lot of money on this thing, developing it, trying to make it the best for the low speed, the high speed stuff. It's lightweight. It fits great. It vents incredibly. It's available in a bunch of different colors, and uh, yeah, they're really, really proud of it. So, flyracing.com, uh, Formula Helmet out now. Please go check it out. Uh, Pro Taper, Rockstar, Husqvarna Worldwide uses Pro Taper products. Uh, JGR Suzuki as well, and uh, Geico Honda, Rockstar, or Rockstar, uh, Pro Taper, the uh, crossbarless bar, the 7 8 bar, the oversized bar. They got a fusion bar that you can lock. The crossbar, either uh, with a little dial. So, if you like the feel of a crossbarless bar, but you like the look of a crossbar, which I that, that is me, that I fall into that category. I think the bike with a crossbar pad, like old school, looks better than without a crossbar. So I turn the fusion bar off, and uh, I have the flex that I get from a, um, from a uh, crossbarless oversized bar. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Max's tires, MXST tires out now. AJ Catanzaro running them in Supercross, making some main events. The Cat is running this tire that has been developed by Jeremy McGrath over the years. And uh, MC, I talked to him yesterday. He was going out to the Cowie track with his Maxxis on, and uh, he was going to do a little knack-knack video thing that's coming out soon. So Maxxis.com, mountain bike tires are fantastic as well. Uh, Light truck tires, uh, dirt bike tires, yeah, MXSTs are out. And Get, the folks at Get, uh, Monster Energy Yamaha with Plessinger and Barsha, and now Josh Grant, who fills in for Aaron. Uh, they use Get. Uh, a lot of teams in Europe use Get. So 702-586-7857 if you've got a call, and we'll maybe dial you in with some Get. Uh, getdata.it is the website, and uh, two and four-stroke ECUs. So 
Join the Git revolution. Why don't you? I'm Steve Mathis. With me uh, over there in the corner, taking your calls, holding things down. The Tis Legendary. Hey, Steve. Some sort of silent protest going on with you and Marks? It's not so silent, is it? Just coming later and later. Just later and just later. later and later to, to, the, to the producer desk. I'd and like it to be noted that the intro started on time, although there wasn't a lot of wiggle room, but it was still done. But was there proper prep put into your end of things? Always. Mentally on the whole drive over here and everything like that. So I got it. I just feel like you and Marks are maybe in cahoots and pushing things back further and further. <laughs> That's all. Maybe one day we just never show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then it's like a work to rule thing. Or you, won't, you won't know until it's too late. Yeah, exactly. And then yep. I got, I got to get Pookie or something to fill in over there, or Rocky the Bassett. The whole deal. Uh, Seattle this weekend. Yep. Exciting. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Why? Because no Dunge. Uh, that's pretty much the general feeling at all the races, but especially on this one with the mud. And you know, it could make it exciting, yeah. but more than likely it won't be. No, more than likely it won't be. You're right. Yes. And uh, your guy, your guy AC92 is back. So. That will be exciting. Yeah, that that is great. Uh, Jason Thomas and uh, Wes Williams coming up. 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open. We are going to give away an OGO 9800 bag. This is the big one. Uh, it's uh, Is it a fly-branded one? It's like, a right? fly-branded OGO, OGO 9800 bag. All right, bag. perfect. So that's what we're going to give away to a lucky caller today on the uh, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Wes Williams, like I said, coming up later on to talk about the Moto Spy series. Uh, JG is, is back, and uh, I would imagine that uh, he will be in for... Aaron, as long as he can, he's wearing fly gear, um, so that's good uh, to hear from from those guys at Fly Racing that they are still supporting Josh Grant as he comes back. So let's get to uh, our first guest here, as usual, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Are you in Seattle yet? I am not. I am in beautiful Boise, Idaho. And can I have a weather report for Seattle as of today? We're looking good. Uh, I think we're going to get a little bit of rain tomorrow. But I think Saturday is looking pretty solid. I think we're gonna we're gonna luck out this year. Really? Okay. No, yep. nobody does weather like Jason Thomas. Everybody, he's missed his calling in in life. Um, go back and get my meteorology degree here at some point. Josh Grant wearing fly again. How does that come about? Now he's been a, a fly rider the last few years, of course. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. in his time, he wore fly at the straight rhythm, I believe. Um, in his time off, is it just one of those things like, hey, we're not paying you, but we'll certainly give you gear, and please, if you get a fill-in ride, because we know this was his plan, give us the first option, or is it a signed deal no matter what, and just we'll pay you more if you happen to race? How does, how does negotiations work for a rider that really isn't racing but still wants the gear? Yeah, so interesting and good question. Uh, going into the off season last year, you know, he didn't have a deal and didn't have anything in place. Um, the options that he had, he didn't want to take because he wanted to leave the door open for a spot like this. So for us, we're in a tough position because it's not that we don't want to support him, but if you can't really guarantee that you're racing at all, let alone when or Mm -hmm. where it's tough for us to do anything with that. So much like you said, you know, we basically just said, Hey, we, we definitely have your back. Uh, if you get a deal and you decide to go racing, let's let's figure it out. Okay. Um, until then, we would love to keep you in our stuff. And and he was contracted till the end of the the year anyway. Oh yeah, right. So. But um, yeah, these last couple of months, even when he's been riding, he's been wearing the stuff. And uh, so yeah, once this deal came about, he called us, and you know we there was a little bit of back and forth, but both sides really wanted to do it. So oh, okay, it was pretty yeah. quick and easy. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like some sort of big drawn out 
contract war or anything else for him and, and his services? Like, not really, because yeah. we honestly didn't have time. You know, this thing it happened so fast. Uh, there was only a couple days to to figure it out. Otherwise, we would have not had product ready for him and and look how we wanted out on the racetrack. So, uh, it was basically a one or two meeting thing, and you know, everybody was pretty uh in agreement pretty quickly right yeah it's a factory spot for a company like fly uh you're on a factory yep. monster yamaha ride i mean lots of visibility jg certainly is popular um so yeah it's a no-brainer if i'm fly to want to have him wear the gear yeah and we yep. we haven't had a yamaha guy a factory level yamaha guy for uh several years not since mxgp with um you know tonus and sean simpson and those guys over there so for us it presented a unique opportunity to showcase some colors that we really haven't had an opportunity to lately. So mm-hmm. on that aspect, it was pretty cool and, and a little bit different, which, you know, yeah. different is good a lot of times. What about his plan? Like, this was his plan. This was something Dean Wilson could have done, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, went, went racing as a privateer. Um, just as, yeah, Josh had a chance to maybe jump in for Benny Bloss. Couldn't make it happen. Um, yep. told everybody he wants to jump in for a factory spot, and damn it, it worked. I guess if you're Josh, you're his age, you know, um, this is what you want to do, but damn, it's working. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the timing was ideal. You know, I th- I'm sure he would have loved this to be available five or six weeks ago yeah. or, or more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, he was he was close to doing the deal with to replace Benny, but it was just a, a financial, you know, difference. They just weren't on the same page as far as, um, the budget for us had more than anything to work with. And, you know, Josh, I don't blame him. He, he felt like he was worth X amount, and, and the numbers just didn't work out. Yeah. So we've had an uncharacteristically healthy year across the board. You know, you look at Cowie, both guys healthy. You yep. look at Honda, both guys healthy. Uh, you know, Rocky Mountain lost one guy. KTM, both guys healthy. Uh, Anderson went out. That created a spot for Dino. But I can't remember a year where where we've had – this low of a level of attrition, and yeah. it's great. It's, yeah. it's awesome to see this many guys stay on, stay healthy. You know, even JGR after losing Weston, they've been they've been whole the whole time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird year for JG because most years you would have figured he'd be on a team by the end of January, but yeah. uh, it's just been a healthier year than normal. Do you know if this goes through the nationals? Do you know how long I this think, is? Yeah, I think they have a deal for. I believe it's two races for the outdoors and and, and, and this is not my business but I, and i hope i'm not betraying anyone's confidence but yeah. i believe it's guaranteed for two nationals uh and then i think it's kind of a wait and see on aaron's heel yep yeah aaron um, is telling people two months people close yeah. to him so right right you know. so that timeline would kind of work out uh, but I, I have a feeling yep. more than anything they want to guarantee jg to be there for a certain length of time and then i'm sure they'll they'll play let's wait and see I, with with Aaron's heel. I can see it being extended than that past the first I two. would agree as yeah. well. And that, that was an upside for us is like, hey, we've we've seen heel injuries before and they're not easy. Uh, the recovery is sometimes lengthy. Uh, yeah. I was really close to, you know, uh, Tim Ferry's situation with the heel and I've seen how devastating it can be. So um, it's nice for, I think, for JG and for Monster Yamaha to have him in their back pocket and say, hey, it's, this is taking longer. Let's do three more rounds, you know, and, and both sides could obviously agree to that and move forward really you, quickly, uh, seamlessly lo- as well. Yeah, you look at his results, you look at who he is, you're like, yeah, for sure, like, top 10 guy. But mm-hmm. but like you said, Cole Seeley just didn't get top 10. Chad Reed didn't get top 10. Oh, he crashed. Like, maybe not. Maybe not top 10 for JG. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you never know. I'm, you know, I, I'm sure Yamaha looks at the results and they're acutely aware of the situation. And part of that is what we were saying: how healthy the field is this year. So it yeah. it has stayed deep longer this year than than ever. Um, but I think you know JG brings some some unique qualities. He's flashy. He's uh, you know, he's well known. He has a lot of fans already built up. Um, I think he can do them a lot of good as far as uh, in the marketability. You know, he's he's a very stylish rider, which, mm-hmm. you know, getting Yamaha in pictures counts for something. So uh, whether he can get in the top ten right away, that's I think that's going to be difficult with the state of the field. But he's for sure going to be in the main events. Uh, and, he's you know, he, he has a big name that Yamaha can then turn go t- and turn go to Monster and whoever else they have to please and say, hey, we have a legit, you know, world-class guy filling in here, so there's yep. really no, no, no drop-off. No, absolutely. So the news came uh, today, no Jeffrey Hurlings for the Nationals. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear this for Paul Parabino, so I might send him a, um, you know, a card to feel better. <laughs> he, um, was, he was dead certain it was happening, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, I, I get it. I under, I, I was one of the guys saying like, why would you do that? Uh, because mm-hmm. Caroli can get hurt and, and Hurlings can probably make up the gap to everybody else. Um, and, and there's always a second guy to help out and you can win more races. And like, it doesn't make sense when you have Baggett, Muscan and Webb over here. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I get it. Yeah. And there's a unique, a unique dynamic with, the MXGP situation too, because for a lot of people, they don't know, but it works differently over there with those two teams. You know, Cairoli has his own team with the Carly and then Hurlings has his own team. Then they're completely separate units, mechanics, you know, some of the engineers are different uh, and they don't really work together all that much. So if you said, Hey, Jeffrey, like you're racing in the U S what do all those guys do now? Like they're just not, not a team anymore, you know, and, the sponsors that sign on to be a part of that program, they just lose out on Jeffrey Hurlings in the European market. That's a, that's a pretty tough blow. So I think there were a lot of political, there was a lot of political pushing and pulling from both sides. I think Red Bull wanted him in the U S but I think a lot of the European um, based sponsors really didn't want to lose Jeffrey Hurlings to their MXGP series. You know, they signed budgets a long time ago and, and are expecting, even if they don't get a championship out of them, they're hoping to get 14 rounds or whatever the number is out of Jeffrey Hurlings in Europe. And not to say that the U.S. market doesn't matter, but for a lot of companies, it might not. They may not have a presence in the U.S. market. So mm-hmm. uh, I think there was there were a lot of politics in play, but it, it really sounded like that Pitt Buyer wasn't on board with this. Uh, I think he wanted to keep the, the status quo. And if Jeffrey can come back and make up a bunch of points, great. But if he can't, then they keep their dynamic duo in Europe, and then they have a really strong lineup in the U.S. to uh, to go to war with as well. Yep. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how – close he can get to uh like does he get second overall you know or whatever we'll see what happens he's uh pretty gnarly as we all know yeah the tough part the tough part of that just really quickly is that i don't think if he misses four rounds i don't think he's going to come in and just dominate the first round no because he's got such a long layoff so even if he's let's say 180 points down coming into the the fifth round he may be 200 points down after six rounds. Yeah. Beca- yeah. Because just because yeah, he's not, not like going to be ready to go right, right. be Cairoli, you know? So yeah. it's a, it's a big ask, but look at, look at Tony last year. Tony struggled with a lot of injuries down the stretch. He was nowhere near the same as he was at the beginning. I mean, he was really battling a bunch of different things, his knee and all kinds of stuff. Uh, he was 
he was barely out there at the end of the season to to stay in the series. So you got to remember that, you know, with 20 rounds or whatever, 21 rounds of a series, that's a long time. And Tony is not impervious to injury. And it doesn't have to be something where he misses a month. If he's just slowed down for a couple rounds and he's getting fifth place, that's a lot of points that Jeffrey can make up in a hurry. So right. knowing Jeffrey and the way his mind works, I don't think he's ruled anything out. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. So, okay, uh, Seattle track map. Uh, we got we got a section of sand like down a straightaway, mm-hmm. i.e. like Tampa. I like it. What else do you think about when you look at the track for this weekend in Seattle? Well, the start's unique. It, it cuts across the width of the stadium, which I don't like. Uh, but then it goes into a 180, and instead of just making that little the fast 90 that we've seen so often. So basically that first you know, the left-hand turn and then that straightaway is only going to be used one time. Then it's useless for the rest of the, of the, the race. Uh, but what the width, that width style start does is it makes you cross back over it several times, similar to Indy. Uh, and that just creates a lot of straightaways. So I don't, I don't love that type of start just for those things I named. I think it creates a lot of dead area on the track where they can't basically build jumps onto it. Yeah. And then they've got a whole other straightaway that's only used once just on the, the first lap. So um, there is a little bit more creativity than last week, but it's still it's, uh, it's not one of my favorites, I'll say that. Yeah. I will add in the caveat that Seattle, you almost have to build it knowing that weather's coming, and you can't get too crazy. Like you could never build a Glendale track map at Seattle. It would, it would just never pan out. Most of the jumps would never be put together. If you had rain, you would just end up knocking all of them yeah, down. Yeah. Um, so I think they, they plan accordingly with the weather, knowing, like, hey, wow. let's make the track pretty basic because it's probably going to be soft anyway. I, I, I mean, I, that's something I've been yelling and screaming about for a while. I just don't know why they would make the finish line so steep and sharp last year. And, and like, you know the rain's coming. And, like, maybe in a tamer track with jumps that are rolled and smaller, maybe things turn out to be really cool in uh, with the – mud and the dirt and, and the ruts and everything else like do that you know try it see what see what happens but to me like building that set of whoops last year and then mowing them down like that's so dumb like what are you guys doing yeah. so i, I do agree with you i think building <laughs> building whoops a la san diego which you mentioned um yeah the other day yesterday on our, yeah. our public Max fantasy podcast that was a really smart move and i know you've been asking that for that for a long time so let's hope they continue on but to be honest i think the weather's going to cooperate yeah, maybe. i think yeah. i don't think we're going to have a weather related issue at all this weekend yeah yeah absolutely maybe that'll uh it'll you know work out uh ken roxon certainly been struggling a little bit lately hasn't made the podium for a few weeks gave us some hint in the press release that uh he's not feeling well and uh not being able to train and you know have the energy i've heard he's going to the red bull facility after this weekend to get tested and blood work and vo2 and all whatever else they do Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um certainly seems like there's something wrong right like he he. They put in the press release, which you know had to be vetted and looked at and everything else. And mm-hmm. certainly, his results look like he's not the same guy. So, I wonder uh, if this is a case of an Epstein or or something that knocks him off the bike for a while. I feel like they're setting us up for this. Could be. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it on you know our outlets for a while that he just hasn't looked as sharp. He just didn't have that edge that he had at the beginning of the season where. No matter what happened, whether it was time qualifying or a qualifier or a main event, you saw Ken Roxon at the front doing battle. And, yeah, okay, he didn't win any of those, but he was always in the mix every single time. We haven't seen that in, I don't know, a month. I mean, ever since 
the uh, the Arlington Pass, I can't really remember him being in a, a fight at the front. So it certainly looks like something's up. We've been we've been hinting around about it as you know we didn't really know anything. And we still don't, I guess. But uh, the writing's been on the wall that he doesn't look like the same guy. So it, it's right. not surprising on that end that we're hearing about it now. Yeah, I, I just uh, I, bet you, I bet you he goes out, you know, to figure this out, whatever it is, whatever it is, uh, because you know it's obvious he's not the same guy. So which will yeah, suck. Yeah, you never you, know. you never know. I, hopefully the blood test will reveal something. Hopefully. Uh, I hope it's not Epstein Barr related because I lived through that uh, and it's rough. I mean, you just basically you're out. You're going to be out for a while. Which taking a star like Ken Roxon out of the series, you know, and we're not too far away from outdoors. That would that would suck. Yeah, it, it, it would suck. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. A Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Get Maxis and Pro Taper. Man, I was I'm off my game. I was out way too late last night. I had way too much to drink. Um, Let's get into this. Uh, Carlos on three. Carlos, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks for calling the show. What's going on? Uh, just a small observation and a question for JT, man. Um, I think if, uh, if we were to take out uh, Austin Forkner of the East Coast, it would make things very interesting, man. I think it would be a lot of good racing going on with those guys. Yeah, what do you think, JT? Take, take Forkner out. Take Forkner out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just just uh, subtract Forkner from the, uh, yeah. the East Coast. I think uh, it would make it Really good racing. Yeah, it would be, but then I feel like Sexton would have dominated so far. Um, well, but I, I get your point. He's he's definitely a step ahead. But listen, man, we've we've seen this happen. I mean, Carmichael went undefeated. Um, yeah. There were there have just been guys in this class when you have the competition split up, you know, and with all the guys that we just lost four championship level guys to the to the 450 class last year with, uh, you know, Savachi Osborne, Plessinger, and Justin Hill. So, yeah, I, and then you split that in half, you know, and, and for whatever reason, the bulk of the talent seemed to, to go west this year. Um, Atlanta proved that Forkner's not head and shoulders better than everybody. He just seems to be head and shoulders better than everybody that signed up for the East Coast this year. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Carlos. Got a question for JT, though, man. Yeah. Um, Hey, uh, what's the weekly forecast looking like for Oklahoma this week? For Oklahoma, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I actually don't know. I'm only, <laughs> I'm only up to speed on places that have to be within the next week to two weeks. Week like to I, I can days, tell yeah. you for Vegas, I'm going to Vegas on Sunday, Monday for Pulp Show. I can tell you it's going to be uh, like 69 on Sunday and 72 on Monday. Oh, here we go. All right, <laughs> and then, uh, Houston's looking like rain next Saturday, but luckily we're inside a dome, so that's yeah. about the extent. Hey, of it. JT. Um, I was watching TV the other day, man. I saw um, uh, the Master Chef Juniors. I saw, I saw that. The, what's his name? The the chef uh, Ramsey, whatever. Gordon he was Ramsey. Wearing fly yeah. racing gear. Yeah, he was wearing. Yeah, what was up with that, JT? I saw some. Gear, I saw man. some tweets. Cool. Right. What was up with that? Do you know? Uh, it's just just another sign that we're taking over. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I don't think that we had any any uh, part of that that I know of. I haven't been told about it. Uh, but this just happens. I mean, you know, Fox was the recipient of a lot of this, and they still are. Good for them. Uh, you know, but it, I think it's just a sign of a brand growing. You just pop up in these random non-moto yeah. areas just because it is very – if you're not a moto person and you see you see someone like that, it jumps off the screen as far as, like, what the heck are they wearing? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's such a weird look. It's, and I, uh, I think we just are the, the – you know, benefactor of that. It's also um, 
uh, Troy, Troy Lee gets a lot of exposure in, in Hollywood, you know, whenever there's a dirt bike yep. scene or whatever. Just yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, you know, we are just to the point now where the brand has grown so much that yeah. we're we're getting a lot of that, which is it's awesome. It's really right. cool for us. Uh, uh, Ricky, what's going on? You want to talk about Justin Hill? Yeah. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. What's up? Hey, what's up? <clears throat> what's up, Steve uh, and JT? Hey, uh, by the way, uh, it's Rick Slick from Tijuana. I don't know if you remember me. Mars got pulled over. I don't know why he didn't call the president of his fan club down there. So, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I will, we'll, we'll put you on a, on speed dial next time. He can he can figure it out. <laughs> right on. Hey, so I'm just calling about Justin Hill. I want to really know you guys' answer. Does anybody pick him up ever again? Because if I'm a team owner, I don't even look at the guy. I hope you're listening to this, Justin Hill, because I would not pick you up. <laughs> Uh, I would not sign he, him. What he needs to do is, okay, well, he's 14th in the points. In my opinion, he needs to exit the series now, finish outside the top 20, and get a 250, 250 ride. Because you, you, can't, you can't ride 250 class, I believe, if you finish top 20 in points um, the year before. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what? Hey, look, Ricky, we have a whole outdoors. Maybe, maybe he turns it on, JT. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's running out of time here, though. I mean, it's the the speed is there. We saw it. We saw it last weekend. Um, but that's got to be translated. How come you result. never? How come you never drop? We can work with speed. Teams love speed. <laughs> theories with Justin Hill. You 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 don't usually use that with Hill, and that's your, you love that one. Yeah, I well, I think that's why he has a ride. Um, I think I think uh, it's still very uh, applicable. Um, you know, the difference to me between a guy like Dean Wilson, who was the, the person that where all this started, the weekend work with speed was Mitch yeah. Payton talking about Dean Wilson. Right. The difference to me is that I think with Justin Hill, there's been a question of effort. And anytime you bring questionable effort into it, I think that changes the narrative a bit where people are like, yeah, he's fast, but if you're not even going to try hard, like I don't have time mm-hmm. for that. Uh, where Dean, that was never the question. Dean's always worked really hard, almost too hard at times. That's the one right. thing with Dean is Paul's always saying he needs to do a little bit less and it would help him. I'd love to see what he gets I, for next only, year. Yeah, I don't know what he could get for next year. I really Yeah, that's know. the only distinction I could make is I think there is a bit of a perception with Justin that he's kind of lazy, and I hate to use that word because it's so negative, but I think that's people think that at times about I, it, and that's not a good place to be. I, I agree. I mean, the dude uh, before during the off season spoke nothing else other than I'm so cut up. I'm the cuttest I've ever been. I'm in great shape. His brother moves to North Carolina or wherever he, his brother Josh Hill moves moves over to him. And it's, I think it's just the people he's surrounding himself with. They're just they don't care. They're just they're more to get you know get to get on camera and, and get on his Instagram with him and try to you know write his 15 minutes of fame or whatever. And he's just getting off track there because I mean. In all honesty, next year it's going to be hard for for him to sell for him to sell himself and be like I'm ready now or I'm dedicated. I mean, I, if I'm a team owner, I I wouldn't even look at look at him as an option. I would look at him for a 250 rod all day long. Okay, 250 Supercross okay. only. Can you can you hold it together for seven races, please? That's what I would say to him. Can you please? I mean, he's done it already. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I really think that you know that where this is going and and it started at Indy. You know, there was the the buzz with J-Bone saying he was really happy with the effort and he turned the page and yeah. he's committed himself. If that narrative and that gets out and he translates that into results over the next six weeks, 
that could change everything. Whether he does that, I don't know. But yeah. I'm telling you, he has an opportunity with that first salvo of J-Bone being like, hey, man, he's really kind of turning around Yeah, he's around on the right here. path, right. Yeah. yeah, that could be. And we've seen it so many times. It's like he's in a contract year and it's selling season and he's, he's pushing his goods, which is himself. Yeah. Uh, he's only yeah. got, I would say, another six weeks to, to pull it off because once outdoors hits, I don't think that's necessarily going to be his best opportunity. But, I mean, he's qualified, he qualifies first, he's qualifying at the front. I think if he can pull it off and have one or two good races where he's in podi- on the podium or in podium contention, he can lead some laps, that might be enough to, to convince somebody to take a shot. Uh, thanks, Ricky. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, can I, can I say one more thing? One yep. more thing, really quick. Yep. Um, so before the season started, uh, I saw an interview, I just recently saw it, uh, I think it was with Swap Moto, it was with Jason Anderson, and he's getting interviewed about you know him being a champion and stuff like that. And the guy the guy goes and says, Jason Anderson says, I don't even lo- like how the number one looks on my bike. I'm 21 all day. As soon as he said that, I was like, this guy will never win a championship again. This guy's more concerned about how his bike or his number looks in pictures than to wear the fattest number there is on planet, which is number one. I was like, dude, you have no motivation because you guys spoke about it recently about. He won one championship. He's got no motivation. When he said that, like, I don't even like how my number one looks. Yeah. I was like, dude. He's, he said some really head-scratching things to me before the year and, and after Anaheim won and all of that where I'm just like, what? Like, sorry that the burden of being champion and making millions of dollars is so rough. We're, I'm really sorry to hear this. You know, I don't know. So I'm with you a little bit. It's, it's head-scratching, JT, some of the stuff that, that Anderson was saying. But maybe this time off will give him a new perspective. Yeah, so yeah, I think that he will come in much more motivated. It's, it, I think it's hard, and I, I did it myself. It's hard to sit back and watch everyone else doing well, and you sitting on the sidelines not doing anything. Um, yeah, you never know. Like people, everybody responds to things differently, and he has never had spotlight and scrutiny and pressure and all the things that come with it like he has in the past six months to yeah. a year. So uh, uh, let's let's uh, let's move on. Marshall, are you going to say something, or are you just going to keep saying half words? Yeah, Marshall, what's up? <laughs> How are you? What's up? I'm doing all right. Um, you guys, I don't know if you guys have touched on it yet. Are you guys doing a fly uh, pit show this weekend? It's the Pulp MX Fly are. Racing Show. That's what it is. That's what it's called. Fly okay. Racing Radio. No, show. it's not called Fly Racing Radio. Um, yeah, we all are. Right, all right. Yeah, five o'clock. All right, right on. Well. Well, uh, um, you talked about, like, in the last, uh, like, week or two, you wanting uh, recognition from, like, JT and Paul and them guys for your fantasy successes, and they're always kind of shitting on you. Yes, yep. Well, um, I'm currently sitting first in the fantasy championship, not to, like, toot my own horn. Well, nice work. Um, That actually is tooting your own horn. Yeah. That's also a great job. (laughs) Well, you know, we won't go there, but if you – if you need another expert fantasy analyst uh, in the show uh, this weekend, I'll be there at Seattle. Okay. Uh, it's a uh-huh. hometown race for me, so I'll be there, and uh, I'll uh, be listening. So you can uh, feel free to pull me out of the crowd, and I'll uh, give you some of my uh, are you um, Are you worried that going to the race is going to make your score worse? You're not going to be able to study as much? Um, uh, no, I've got, a, I've got a game plan set up. Of, oh, okay. Uh, you know, but... <laughs> Planning, planning ahead, and uh, making sure I've got extra devices and charge, uh, charging uh, okay. chargers and stuff like that, so that uh, I'm not going to have my phone die in the middle of my picks or something like that, and have me really screwed. Well, are but, you one of those spreadsheet guys? 
Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I, I've got multiple devices that I'll bring, so I'll be able to map out my spreadsheets and, uh, okay. you right. know, uh, pull my numbers and uh, get it figured out. But about, I'm not too worried about it. Have you thought about where you're going to store the new Cowie 2KX250F that yeah, you got coming for you? If you um, yeah, me and my friends are, you know, I, I, I've, we've already talked about um, all, each of us taking laps on it um, okay. wow. um, in like, my new place. So, like this, uh, yeah, like we uh, Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's going it, 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 to, it, yeah. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you. Sounds good, Marshall. See you there. Uh, five o'clock in, indoors, uh, right, JT Pitts, indoors this weekend? Yep. Uh, five yep. o'clock, uh, fly racing uh, truck will be there. Uh, Justin, what's happening, bud? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up? I just had a question in regards to not, and if I don't know if anybody's in the media touched on it, but what's the deal with Mike Williamson leaving Cowie? And I understand that Tomac can be considered quote-unquote a head case with all of his questionable you know fallbacks but they have to be correlated with this year i mean there's something there that nobody or at least i haven't read or seen uh that hasn't really touched on that yet and if you guys don't want to i understand that no yeah uh mike's not really talking right now um uh, I've, i've reached out to him a little bit here and there uh we go back a ways we're not super tight or anything but He's not really talking about it, and neither are the Cowie guys, to be honest. I tried to get a statement from them, and, and I just I haven't been able to, like even an official statement or anything. I just I don't think it was good. I don't I think there was clashes there, but I don't really know the depth of it or anything else. Uh, you know, I Mike was supposed to come on the Pulp Show a few weeks ago, and Cowie told me couldn't, and I assumed that that was because they things were tense. And I and when I when he told me he couldn't come on the Pulp Show, I was blown away because I had no idea there was a problem because Eli was coming off a win. You know, uh, um, in Detroit. Yeah, so I didn't know there was a well, problem. I didn't know anything about it. And that definitely made me think, like, what's going on here? And then shortly after, Mike left. Yeah, that that's definitely, like, one of the questionable things. Because, I mean, although I give it to, you know, Cooper, he's doing great. But he's not, like, you know, blowing doors off with his wins. I mean, he's doing what he needs to do to win a championship, I see. But, I mean, the confidence level that's dropped in Tomac is just fucking out of this world. Yep. Crazy. Yep. And you know what? He'll probably win this weekend, huh, JT? He'll yeah, probably... he's my pick to win this weekend. Right. He'll probably just yeah. kill everybody like he did last year. So, uh, yep. yeah, it's it's super weird. We're, uh, like I said, Justin, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure some stuff out, but I'm not getting a lot of not info back on this. So Yeah, it makes it tough for all of us just because, you know, I mean, shit, I want to root for the guy, but, you know, fuck, dude. I, I, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a Cooper fan, but at the same time, he's doing what he needs to do, but yeah. he's not blowing doors off. Right. So I don't see what the hell could be causing, you know. There's got to be something going on in the camp. That's the only thing. Yep. Right on. Thanks, dude. man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Webb this year, JT, or Anderson last year? Who's more impressive? Um, Man, that's tough. I think, uh, I think Webb. It, it's going to depend. Uh, I think they've been – pretty similar webs won more races but if webb can win down the stretch some i'll give it to webb easily because anderson really really let off at yeah, the end yeah. i mean he wasn't even trying like it races like uh the the um foxborough race mm-hmm. i mean he was just riding around like, right, right, literally right. just yeah. riding around and i think he was in third still but he wasn't even trying yeah uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's still TBA, but Webb's been damn good this year. Uh, absolutely. Let's, a few more calls. Wes Williams coming up here. Chris, uh, favorite obstacle to watch in a race? Yeah, man, I heard you say there's going to be some sand in Seattle, and I absolutely love sand sections, and I love the sand into the – the jump, wall jump into the sand. It's like 
super exciting for me. Yeah, the, um, wall just, jumps are gone, get, get the, JT. Wall jumps are gone. What yeah, wall the, jumps? the the obstacle that he likes the best is, I think, the worst obstacle for on the riders voting. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate that's exactly it. Exactly what I was getting ready. To, that's what I was getting ready to say because more than I like watching him do it, I like listening to him bitch afterwards about how much it sucks. <laughs> Because they're truly getting challenged. I'm like, yeah, it sucks, but dude, it's not easy, and you're getting a face full of roof. So, it's- yeah, I don't think I it's the challenging part. I think they just can't see. Yeah, they just can't see, and you can't pass, so you're just getting roosted. You can't do anything yeah. with it. Um, uh, I like I like big whoops, and I like dragonbacks, which are also scary for riders. But if that's me, that's what I like to see on a track. And they're difficult, man. Yeah, that was a that was a tough a tough obstacle for me. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, thanks, man. What about JT? What's your what's your favorite to watch? My favorite, uh, I like really, really big, challenging whoops to watch. I like to watch that, um, but I, they have to be built in a way that a guy like Marvin can find a way to jump, and then a guy like uh, Baggett can also blitz really fast. And I like to see yeah. how that plays out over 21 minutes and who can who can make it work, uh, but. It's a really unique build for both of those to be fast. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, Ryan, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, man. Just wanted to uh, just wanted to kind of back you up a little bit. I think everybody's downplaying the whole shot that Michael Essie got in the 450 LCQ in Daytona. Yeah, I know. I know these guys are these guys are you know like yeah, bro. He showed he showed Nagy what's up. Oh, it's fuck. Just no credit, <laughs> no credit at all, Ryan. Um, I'm gonna yeah, give dude, you. He, Ryan, I'm gonna give What's you the up? I'm gonna give you the OGO 9800 for that call for that for that this call. What? Yeah, yeah. It's Hell fantastic. yeah, dude! I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. uh, real quick though, I I gotta tell you, I I was sitting trackside at Daytona, so I was like 10 feet from that. So when when he came around, dude, he had a good bike and a half, almost two bike lengths on everybody. So it, it was it was pretty serious. And then right after that, in that in that sand corner, you know, a couple dudes came together, and there was just like a sand tornado. So I thought he went down because everybody was screaming. So. It was like an immediate shot to the heart right yeah, after. Yeah, well, no one else thinks it's any good, though, but just, just me and you, man. That's it. So Yeah, well, I'm uh, with you. Well, stay on hold. We're going to give you the OGO Fly Racing 800 bag, all right? Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. See, all you got to do is, is agree with one of Steve's crackpot theories yeah. and get free stuff. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's a great way to do it. All right, before we let you go, JT, here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com, please check it out. Formula Helmet out now, and uh, response has been uh, – been good, JT, as well as the Pulp MX shirts are now available back in stock. So that's awesome. They are. Yeah. Um, are. Before we let you go, uh, who wins? Eli. Eli's my pick for this weekend. Just be, for no other reason. Well, he's great in these conditions. I, I will have to yeah. admit that. But for no other reason other than, yeah, he sucked last week. Yeah, so if, so he, win, win. So if he wins, he will have gone win six, win four, win. Yep. Yep. That's how he rolls. Right. That that is that is how he does it. Uh, and two fifty class, we didn't even, we didn't even touch on that. But two fifties. I picked Ferrandis in my column, but I will be cheering for Adam. So I don't know why I picked Dylan. Um, just Adam's kind of everything's been going his way, so mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to win everything. Yeah. So I'm just assuming that Dylan will find a way to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't I can't uh, disagree with that. Adam's up. Adam is up uh, fifteen. Right now. Yep. So. Yeah, he's doing everything right. Um, you just got to figure out somebody as talented as Fran is going to find a way to win one of these. So DV's riders go back-to-back. I think, uh, yeah. I, I'm Above all else, I'm hoping that – and this, this 
doesn't sound great if you're a Cooper Webb fan. I apologize, but I want Marvin to beat Webb just because I want I want high drama for the championship coming down the last few races. Yeah, I think everybody does, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, it's not, not a, everybody. There's a lot of people that want to see Webb run away with this thing, yeah. but I just just for the pure entertainment, it would be cool to have the last few races where everything's on the line. Right. True that. All right, man. Hey, well, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Check them out. Jason Thomas. We'll see you this weekend, man. All right, guys. See, see you. It. Uh, all right, and with that, let's move into our next guest. He's making his debut on the show. Really wanted to talk to this guy about the Moto Spy series that uh, has been out, and uh, it features uh, a lot of people in the Pulp MX world, uh, and he's live from a uh, Texas amateur race of some sort. Wes Williams, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yo, buddy. Yeah, your favorite place on earth, the Amateur National, dude. Here we are. You might uh, hear some screaming <laughs> mini parents in the background, maybe some loud bikes, what, 50s. What is what, what's, what's going on? Is it the Freestone thing, the James Stewart race? Yep, James Stewart, uh, as usual, is not here. Uh, but I'm here. A bunch of other people are here, and yeah, a lot of dirt bike racing. <laughs> uh, who's been good? Who's been fast? Uh, the biggest name, uh, Derek Drake, would be uh, coming up in the uh, outdoors this summer. Pierce Brown's coming up after him probably next year. Okay. Joe Shimoda. Couple, couple pretty badass, badass A names coming up. What, what, sure. what's Geico going to do with Shimoda, Mumford, and Lawrence coming in a Hampshire, <laughs> Martin, and uh, Sexton all under contract? Yeah. I'm wondering the same thing about the TLD team. I have no idea. Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, just keep everyone, keep, everyone keep signing those amateurs, though. Keep signing them up. Go ahead, everybody. It seems to be working out sometimes. Right. Hey, before we get in the motorspot, my producer here, Tits Legendary, wanted to know if Mud Dolphin is ever coming back. You know what? We, we've talked about it, and uh, as much as I loved the drama back then, I don't know that I really want to invite the drama back in my life now. And <laughs> it, He would be such a great representative for the community, and, and he would probably do great things. But, uh, yeah, I think the drama that he would cause in my life. Like, Steve, I like going to the monster parties. So, um, oh, yeah. See, some, yeah. some of us can't get into those, so. Uh, well, exactly. If I couldn't get in, then maybe it's like, hey, let's let's do it. But uh, all right, right. Yeah, it's, it's like why 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 banish my wristband? All right. Well, hey, I, I I can see your point. So the folks at Red Bull did it again. Uh, the Moto Spy series has been out, and I was talking to you guys at uh, I don't know what race it was. Uh, to me, the, the biggest problem you have with this Wes is there needs to be more episodes. Uh, Red Bull's got to open up their checkbook, and and I want I want this thing weekly, man. Hey, you're telling me, dude. <laughs> I want like, it weekly. Even, even with that, man, like the, the amount of stuff we've left on the cutting room floor is, is pretty staggering. So it's like yeah. if they if, if they found a way to be able to do it, um, I, I would definitely say this year was more of a pilot year and a idea than anything. So uh, I, I know everybody up up top at Red Bull is crazy stoked on what's going on from uh, from what I've been told. So who knows next year they may uh, beef it up a little bit and get us to go to a few more places, but. I know, uh, I don't know, on our end, man, it, it, we're stoked because everybody else seems crazy happy. And, like, even especially hearing something like that from you and Weege, eyes are all, everybody's saying, like, how much they love it. So uh, it definitely helps fuel our fire to, to keep pushing and keep shooting. It's definitely badass because um, it's not often you come out with cool content that people actually like and watch. Like, most of the time they're like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. Right, yeah, you're like, uh, yeah. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot like the Dirt Shark videos. I didn't see that one. <laughs> um, so how did how it come about? Like, obviously, look, we, we know Tra- Troy Adamitis and Inside the Outdoors. Uh, that's been fantastic over the years. And, and the Great Outdoors DVD series and your stuff has been good. But I, who 
Like, you guys were like, hey, we got to do this. We want to do this. But it's got to be different. So how does the genesis of the idea come together? And, and where do you guys come up with sort of letting, letting the media or, you know, which, which is a lot of it generated by fans, media slash fans generate the, the, the questions and the content and the voice for what you're seeing? Who can, talk about that idea a little bit because I like it. Well, so we, we actually started Motospot a few summers back, but it would normally be one rider, one race, and then, like, whatever the story was that day was whatever it was called. Right. So they, Red Bull wanted to do something Q1 this year because they never do anything Q1, and they're like, well, obviously that means Supercross, right? So mm-hmm. we uh, – sorry, 50, 50's going by. Um, so obviously we wanted to do Supercross, and it was like, all right, well, if we do this, how can we make it different than Troy's deal? Because it, – it's already been done, and you can't really do it better than Troy. So Hammer and uh, Eli at Red Bull came up with the idea, like, hey, let's let's use podcasts for the narrative. Okay. And I was, like, thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, how are we going to do that? I was like, and originally I was like, okay, I'm going to sit Mathis and Weeds down at every single round and interview them about what's going on. And they're like, no, dude, it needs to be more grungy than that. Let's, yeah. let's just use the podcast, the actual podcast. And I'm like, I just don't know how that's going to go, dude. But I was like... I don't know. After after a week of like thinking on it, I'm like maybe maybe it can work. And we we like laid out some clips. And believe it or not, you guys sound pretty damn awesome as narrative underneath <laughs> video. If you, if you didn't right. notice, that, that's so, why all of us like it. By the way, because we're all featured in it. So all the media guys are like just loving this. By the way, except when I'm calling you at midnight, being like, "Hey, dude, you got a GoPro tomorrow? Can you yeah. it for me?" Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think it's rare. I think it's worked well because. It's uh, it's a look obviously behind the scenes, and you're 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 embedded with these teams and riders, but but the narrative of what's going on in the series is spread across these different platforms. I mean, it's 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 a pretty neat idea because you have us talking about things, right or wrong or speculating, and then you have the actual acts right in front of you on the on the screen. So it's a neat idea, right? Yeah. Well, and and not to mention, I, I think it lends credibility to the series. It's not us writing this narrative; we're just listening to what you guys are saying yep. and using what you're saying. It's not like we're, you know, with VO, you can write anything you want. Oh, Marvin yep. Muskin is the best writer on earth, and then you show footage of him. But, like, we're actually using the narrative from our industry uh, and, and whether, you know, we, we haven't used too much conflicting stuff. I'd say most everybody has agreed on the talking points thus far. But, you know, especially as we, what, got six rounds to go, seven, whatever it is, um, you know, you guys might end up start having differing opinions as hopefully the the championship becomes closer, and you know the drama might build between yeah. your narrative along with I I can't. It's inevitable that the drama will also build in the pit, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what teams have the final say here in in the what in what comes out? Uh, yes, I, they they see it, but I'd say it's a very limited input. Like okay. they they have pretty much said, hey. You know, like we know what's secret and we know what's not secret. Yep, yep. So, you know, it's definitely a fine balance of of making sure that we don't piss them off, but we're showing people what they've never seen before. So I can honestly say episode one when that dropped and like Marvin telling us to turn off the cameras. Yeah. Super dropping some f bombs, asking for baggage settings. I was like, okay, we're gonna uh, <laughs> see how this. We're gonna see how the reception of this is. But like, dude, KTM loves it. Uh, Kenny seems to love it, and like they've open the doors even more so since they've been since since the episodes have been coming out so it's it's yep. and especially with that new f1 show coming out on netflix i think so many people have watched that now and been like okay if these f1 dudes can do it then you know maybe it's not such a big deal if we do it yeah yeah absolutely and for people who, who want to like put their arms up in the air about the teams 
having some say. I mean, they're letting you guys come into their pits with microphones and and boom mics and everything else. So, you know, you can't be a dick here and burn these burn these people. I mean, you you, yeah. So, I would say that's a big part of having us do it. Like, you can't hire some Hollywood crew to come in here and do this because like the trust factor is not there. They're going to be trying to build the drama. Right. I've known Ken since he was eight years old. And he trusts me, and the people around him trust me because of that. And, you know, same goes for, for Coop and Marvin. So right. I, there's definitely times that they look at us, and it's like, okay, turn the camera off. But even if we do get some stuff that maybe shouldn't be on camera, they, they know, like, hey, that, that, that's not going to make it in. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. I know, I know damn well if, if I burn them, then they're going to be like, hey, cool, man, you're not allowed back in the pit. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I get it. Um, Roxon's uh, recent slide here, and he put out in a press release that he's you know, not feeling well. He's not able to train and race like he wants to, and certainly his results are looking that way, and he's going to go get some tests done. That's got to be yep. an interesting storyline for you guys right now. Oh, yeah, and uh That'll be episode five of Moto Spy, which isn't the next one, but the next one coming out. Okay. So you'll have to uh, stay tuned on the details of that. How many of these are you doing? I, I know I talked to you guys, and you, you were hoping to maybe add one or two shows or something, but how many are well, officially slated? We were, we, we were, we're, so we're originally slated to do six, and it looks like we're probably going to stay at the six months okay. this year. And, ho- and hopefully yeah, next year, if it, uh, if it keeps going the way it's going, then uh, I, I can't imagine the Red Bull brand wanting to cut back on it. So right. they, they already wanted to add some more this year, but we're already so busy doing some other stuff. It was it was kind of a hard call. Like, hey, if you guys do this, we're just going to – we're literally going to die. So um, – <laughs> and, and to be honest, like, it's kind of hard. Like, yes, we have the best – probably the best year we could have ever picked to do this with. I was going to say uh, to you that, yeah, that this, this season has been fantastic for yeah. you guys, yeah. <laughs> And, and in episode three, we actually put that. One of you guys said, like, you could not have scripted this better. And, like, that's that's so true. So I, it, it's hard to think how we're going to top this one next year because uh-huh. we've had a lot of highs this year. So, you know, definitely. And, and it's easy to get the access when everybody's on a high. I think we're going to, when things get a little bit grittier and gnarlier at the end of the season when it's coming down to the championship, I, I'm curious to see how that continues. But mm-hmm. uh, even next year, just knowing – you know, if if we're not having this good of a storyline, how you know, if we were to do eight to ten episodes, like how do you, how do you fill in that much content? So right, right. I don't know. It's it's well, easy to say, yeah, we want we want one every week, but yeah. it, it, you know, it, it it's hard. It, you, you're you're limited by the content that you're able to get and shoot, right? So yep, like, yep. What if you go to a race and it's a dog shit race and you don't really get anything cool? Like, mm-hmm. oh sweet, we're gonna release an episode on this. So. Right. We have had the luxury of being like, okay, well, we spent a lot of money to be here, and we're not going to use a single shot. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, obviously it's a Red Bull thing. Red Bull funded. You're focused on the Red Bull guys. You could expand that a little bit. A Red Bull's a pretty cool company. Um, you know, they're not going to yep. freak out if you had a monster or a rock star guy in there or whatever. They're, no, no. And, you know, and, so. and originally that that was our plan, man. We, we, we had talked to Anderson about being part of it, uh, a few other guys, and we definitely featured Zach a, a fair bit uh, in, in coming episodes, too. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. and, and I think we were, we were going to until our three dudes just started yeah. absolutely crushing it. And right. it's like, well, do we go spend the money to go film competing brands, or do we – spend the money on our own dudes and it's again it's the best we couldn't have scripted it better it's like we did script it yeah well you're gonna Um, i think i think marvin's gonna start separating himself a little bit eli's gonna continue to be up and down ken's got problems going on off the track with his with his body and obviously coop and web teammates i think wes you're gonna get i think marv starts to break away a bit and things start getting tense underneath that ktm truck and you're gonna be there to get it 
I don't, especially with what Norman said on your show the other night about, you know, he's got to start racing super differently. It's going to be, uh, yep. I, I can imagine that bit is definitely going to show up in the show. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe that. <laughs> Villeman's going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, yeah. Even, even talking with Hammer, though, it's like, you know, these guys, we're, we're worried that these guys are going to get mad. But at the same time, like, we're not the ones saying it. It's Villeman that said it. And yep. it's not like we're trying to create the drama. It's already out there. And yep. we're just using what's out there. It's not like we're trying to build the drama to between these guys. Like it's, right. it's gotta be happening. Right. Um, you try to keep it everyone like 12, 14 minutes. You told me, right. That is, well, the- and originally they were supposed to be 10 to 12, but man, this stuff's so good. Like, yeah, yeah we've, we've kind of, uh, gone above and beyond on that. So yeah, I think the, the last one was like 16 ha- and, uh, I, I, and I know this, and from- okay, go ahead. Uh, especially after Dallas, like the, the drama there and like just Kent's defeat, uh, I, if you watch that one, it's, yeah, that you can feel it, man. That emotion, and it's like we, we instead of like being on a time limit, it's like you know what? If the if the what we're watching supports it, and you feel it, like uh-huh. let it roll. Your shot of Courtney Savage, Roxon Courtney Roxon oh. after after the web pass was epic. I don't know who did that. I, yeah. don't, I don't know who found it, her. I, you know, but credit goes, credit goes to Danny Stu there. Uh, me and him were swap, like we're, we're pretty much relegated to the podium uh, via Feld rules. So me and him were swapping off on Courtney. And we, what's funny is we thought he was going to win. We had no idea. You can't really see too much on the floor. So we thought Ken was going to win. And so we were filming her to get her excitement. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And sure, and oh. sure enough, Danny, she like right after that, she just stares blankly at yes. the camera like, you yeah, dick, you dickhead. She's just like, just, uh, she's just sh- shocked, right? Like, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool. It's cool getting that, right? I mean, oh, it yeah. shows, shows the emotion that all of them feel, man. It's it's not just rainbows, right? It's, right. They, these dudes feel it. Um, and so I know from writing features for Racer X, like, hey, man, I have 1,800 words. And I'm just like, fuck, I, I have 2,500 great ones, and I have to chop yeah. off 700 <laughs> words somehow. Like, like, I just don't have the, the, the space, and it pisses me off, and it's truly one of the hardest things about being a journalist in the sport, quote-unquote, very loosely termed there. But um, So for you, Wes, how, uh, how much stuff do you just agonize over that cannot make it in, into an episode because you want you, you want to keep it to a certain time limit? You know you just can't have it all. Dude, that has got to be gnarly for you. <laughs> Well, like I said, it's not, especially after the first episode and the response, and then the second one was just as long, and then especially, like, you you have been brought up in Red Bull meetings. Steve Mathis says to make these longer, that gives us credibility, right? So the Red Bull brass like, let's make these things 20 minutes. So <laughs> I think we could, but, like, there's definitely a limit of, like, how long can you spend at Dallas or how long can you spend at these places? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, I get great stuff during practice and during the heat races, but I don't need to tell the story of the day. Everybody already knows what happens. And, you know, it's finding that balance of, like, recapping what happened but showing what you didn't see what happened. Right. So, um, yeah, I think especially in Episode 3, we found that a nice balance of, like, crazy intense race stuff and mm-hmm. then showing, like, two or three minutes after the race because nobody saw that. Like, Ken on the podium just – yeah. Oh, that blank, that blank stare on his face, dude, was yep. just, oh, I, I was getting chills when I shot that. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of stuff that we leave on the table, and I, I, I don't know. Hopefully we find a, a way to utilize that in the off season to help keep building the Moto Spy marketing brand up or whatever, or maybe maybe it's flashback stuff next year. Who knows? But 
So it, yeah, you're right. You got to kill your babies, and old old baby uh, taught me that from. from I know age. it's terrible. Um, so you mentioned that it's been successful. Uh, people liked it. Is that is that uh, shown in views? Is, is that is Red Bull happier than ever over this? Is this breaking other uh, view records and things like that for the other Moto Spy series and all that? Like, is this really making a dent for 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 the uh, for the guys at Red Bull? Yeah, and you know it's it's hard because like I used to run Vermoto, right? right. There's some videos that would just absolutely blow up, but that was a different time, and I always have to remind myself that like 200,000 back then was a norm, and I think it's really really hard to get 200,000 now. So I know everybody at Red Bull's elated on the view count, which averaging like 200 right now, and I, I you know I, I don't see it as phenomenal, but it's definitely breaking. It's it's tripling or quadru- quadrupling their, the benchmarks that they have on okay. that Red Bull Motorsports channel because oh, they, good. Yep. that that YouTube slash Red Bull Motorsports uh, is fairly new. I think they started it like nine months ago, so it doesn't really have that big of a following, and they don't really do they don't do any kind of paid marketing behind it or anything. So I know they're ecstatic good. about the numbers, yeah. but you know I I you know powers that be put it on the Red Bull Motorsports YouTube. I wish it was on the slash just Red Bull. I think we'd see even bigger numbers, but, um, yeah, that's way above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, (laughs) How's the travel been for you? Uh, You don't go to every single race, but um, you guys are following the series as much as you can. You're down in Florida. You're in California. How's it been, man? Yeah. How's that? Well, and we're we're also following Ryan Sipes this entire year and doing the amateur circuit, too. So we're doing a (laughs) very similar Moto Spy for the amateur scene. Oh, are you? Okay. uh, It's not not Moto Spy, but it's going to be a very – in concept, I guess, is similar, but, yeah. Um, and then we're doing one with Ryan Sides because he's racing five or six different genres this year, right. including Erzberg. So we uh, we get to follow him around. So especially right now, it's been like boot camp because we had a couple super crosses. We had to go film Sipes. Then we were here at Freestone, so it's been nonstop right now. But, uh, yeah, we uh, it's, it's been <laughs> – it's it's back to the verb days for sure. <laughs> um, I I got some suggestions uh, for you. Uh, okay. More me, less everybody okay. else. Okay. Yep. I yep. Mean, dude, you're 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 very strong at the narrative. Uh, so I do know uh, on our part, like, hey, maybe when if we're like, hey, you should talk about Marvin and Cooper's rivalry. Maybe if you want to elaborate a little bit more, sometimes we could do that. Yeah. Like I was barely in. Tits, have you seen these things? Have you seen these Moto Spy things? I'm waiting until they're all released, then I'm going to binge on them. Are you just saying that? Oh, because I have not watched them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I was barely in the last one or whatever, and I was, I was pissed. I was not happy at all. You, you need to ditch JT and ditch all these other janky podcast shows <laughs> and just, just go in all in on me well, and more you, on me. You know, I, especially on my end, I'm, I, I, love, like, I definitely think you're one of the best voices we have. If, uh, I'll leave it there. Um, but – at Dallas, I shot the Fly Racing Radio with you, JT, and Weege, and I thought that was really cool just to change up the look and right. style or whatever and being yep. live at the race. So, like, I know on my end, it's just more of, like, creating this different feel. I don't want every single episode to feel like it has the same No, I do. I do. That, that I, want, I want it to. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, well yeah. hey, uh, when, when, we, uh, when we're like, hey, talk about Barbara and Coop some more. Right. Maybe I'm going to start. Do that. Hey, hey. I, I want to send you a GoPro to get you more. Like I can only send Danny Sue out so many times to shoot the show, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's coming after uh, Houston, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, I, I just so, uh, luckily, I think Marks is going to start hooking us up with your uh, your live camp feed. So oh, yeah. I think. Well, good. I think for me, like that's the biggest part is like I have to choose like who I have video of, and it's really easy for me to get the DMXS dudes and like. Yeah. 
if it's just if it's just voices, it feels like narrative. It just like we hired you guys to do VO. So like, okay, I got to make sure I have video at least a little bit. Not every single thing that we use, but there has to be at least a little bit of video of you talking to put you in there. So it's not just like you only hear your voice. Because I feel like if I don't hear your voice, it's like, oh, hey, we just paid Steve to say all this stuff. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> well, hey, no, no listen, in, in all seriousness, great job, great work with this stuff. It's been really cool to watch. And, and honestly, that means a lot. Like, when you told us that, I think it was A2 or something, you're like, hey, dude, like, I actually watched that, and I thought yeah. it should have been longer. I was like, dude, that was 14 minutes. You yeah. watched the whole thing, you're like, that was 14 minutes? Yeah, no idea. I was like, I was like wow, this, thing, this thing's great. I would, I would have said it was 8 10 you know what i mean like it didn't yeah. i i don't sit down in front of the computer and watch much stuff anymore because i just i'm busy and right? i don't think yep. anybody does yeah that, that's yep. what i'm saying i think 200 is a great number now five years ago 10 years ago like in the verb days i don't think that like i would have been bummed on that but now <laughs> it's like yeah gotta be happy with that <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh red bull motorsports tv on, online moto spy series just google moto spy it'll come up when's the next episode drop i think next Next Thursday, it's next Thursday. Next Thursday, so the next one's all about Daytona, Atlanta, and Indy. So cool. yeah, it's next Thursday. Well, once, I, I think I don't know about my pay grade. Once again, uh, Wes Williams, you've you've done a great job, and uh, thanks hey, for coming on the show. Mad, yeah. mad shout out to Danny Stew, Jason Crane, Luke Parmenter, Stephen Erickson, uh, Luke Will Posey, Jeremy Hammer from Red Bull, Eli from Red Bull. Danny really wanted to do this, but he was really scared that he wouldn't know what to say to you. So I was like, dude, do it, Danny. And he was nervous. So I don't know I why. I don't know why he would be that way. But that, that's, 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 that's weird. <laughs> well, so. he, he wanted me to relay. How, like, he literally, when we're on road trips, like driving from all these places, we listen to Pulp nonstop just to let you know. So right. he, uh, he did want me to relay how much like, he is a super fan of yours. So yeah. I think okay. he would have done this if it was anybody else. But he was really nervous <laughs> to talk to you. But uh, we, and, and thanks for not making us look like dicks. I love the fact – you, you should tell everybody when I get off the phone that you actually didn't want us to do this at the beginning of the season because yes. you thought that's what our goal was, to make you look like – No, I didn't think it was your goal, but your goal was to, to, you know, to create drama in a series, and you can create drama by doing you – know, by moving words around. But, uh, yeah. no, you, you didn't – You think you, we've done it the right way so far? Yes, yes. I, I, but Wygant was also with me. Wygant was also like, hey, what if <laughs> they could do that, you know? So, yeah. Well, we're not, we, got, we got a few episodes to go, but Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I better not. I better not speak too soon. Uh, thank you, Wes. Thanks for the time on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. We'll see you soon, man. Thank you. And thank you so much, man. Glad to be a first timer. All right. Sounds good, bud. See you later, man. All right. That's Wes Williams. Everybody, he's in Texas. Moto Spy Series. Please check it out. I can't believe you haven't watched it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have any good excuse. I just once again, Titch's apathy comes in strong. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Pro Taper, Git, Maxis, Fly Racing, Moto 50 Show. See you next week.